Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good evening. How, how, is it? how are you, everyone? Uh, I, I'm on a little bit late because I've been had a busy, busy day today, but wanted to tell you about what's going on in the UK. And first of all, to highlight that, as anticipated, which I was mentioning last week and at the weekend, the government did go ahead and bring in a new sort of visa scheme to, to help solve the problem of uh, like driver shortage and farm workers, poultry workers uh, shortage of, of staff there. Um, and they're now going to issue 10,000 visas. That's 5,000 for drivers and 5,000 for poultry workers. But will it solve the problem of food and fuel shortages? Well, a lot of experts are saying, no, it won't. Uh, and that, and I want to explain more about that now. Just in case you don't know me, my name is Charles Kelly. Uh, this, this, this podcast is called Money Tips Daily. I talk about money and all things money and business news, that sort of thing. I'm on most days of the week, uh, not not usually on a, on a Sunday. So this this scheme, though, um, okay, it's a temporary visa. That that's the first problem with this scheme. It's a temporary visa. Now, in the case of lorry drivers, five thousand lorry drivers, uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough to to fix the the full fuel and food supply chain. This is the that getting the f- fuel and food to the the shops and the petrol stations, and also. Because it's a temporary scheme, a three-month scheme up till Christmas, who's going to come here? It's not going to attract drivers, is it? I mean, on the news this evening, they're already uh, um, uh, interviewing drivers in Europe. And he said, well, why would I come to the UK for three months? Which is, is logical. If they're already in a job, then why would they, they, they bother um, you know, coming to the UK, upheavaling all the upheaval just for three months, then you've got the trucking companies. You've got to find them accommodation. They've got to, you know, they've got to deal with all the paperwork and that sort of thing. So I think this this scheme is too little, too late. I'm not suggesting that they issue hundreds of thousands of visas because you know the government at the end of the day wanted to reduce immigration after Brexit and to to completely switch that around and start you know bringing in hundreds of thousands of workers from the EU would would sort of defeat the object from that. It would be hugely embarrassing for them. I mean, this is this is enough of a U-turn for them. I don't think they're going to do much more than this. So they've announced this this kind of rushed plan, really, to, to bring in five thousand visas for HGV drivers. These are heavy goods vehicle drivers. I, th- I I think the license is called a Class One. So if you've got a car license, you know you can drive vans and that sort of thing, but you can't drive these huge trucks. And then there's different categories of license depending on the size of the truck. But you know when you've got these big huge juggernauts, you know, that, that thunder around our roads all day. Um, they, they require a special license, special training. This training can cost, you know, between five and seven thousand pounds. It can take months to do. But obvious, obvious reasons. You don't want just any old Tom, Dick and Harry jumping in a big lorry and, and driving it at 70 miles down, in an hour down the motorway. They're pretty dangerous. They're like lethal weapons, these things. Um, so that that's one thing. Uh, then there's 5,500, I, I believe, poultry drivers, 
uh, poultry workers rather these are working on the chicken farms and the turkey farms this is to to save christmas because what can we do without our turkeys this christmas it's a disaster isn't it i mean all the people in the world who are starving and and under in war-torn um you know conditions uh, look at what's going on in afghanistan for instance you know missing out on a turkey this christmas is hardly going to be the end of the world is it uh but but this scheme is only going to run to Christmas. So they're looking at saving Christmas and getting fuel out there to people. Uh, but, but someone called Mike um, Digiola, head of European Road Haulers Association, uh, they represent 200,000 trucking companies across the continent. That's, that's a lot of trucking companies. Uh, he, he said in the Observer that at the weekend, much more would be needed than a temporary relaxation of the immigration rules. There's a driver shortage across Europe, he said. So I'm not sure how many would want to even even go to the UK, especially for a temporary visa. Um, So, look, there are shortages um, of 400,000 truck drivers in in the EU. And this includes countries like Germany, uh, Lithuania, where they have a massive truck driving industry. Uh, So attracting them here for three months is going to be a real challenge for any any company. Maybe they're going to have to give them more money. I I don't know. Um, But... If you're a truck driver now in the EU, it's unlikely you're going to be unemployed if, if there's this big shortage. Uh, so that that what what will happen with that scheme remains to be seen. Also, we haven't really had the details uh, as to how this will work. Do the companies have to register as sponsors? You know, how long does that take? You know, I remember the Home Office taking quite a while to register a company as a sponsor. Do they have to go and visit each company? Are they going to be uh, watching out for fraudulent visas, for instance? Uh, how, they, how they're going to monitor this scheme when it's rushed through for Christmas. Because, you know, if you issue sponsorship to any old company, it could be a shell company, um, how do they monitor that? How do they know they're not just uh, going to bring in fraudulent, uh, in, 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 issue fraudulent visas to workers and bring people in the country as, as part of sort of immigration fraud? So, so that has to be looked at. Uh, so I don't think it's going to resolve the estimated UK shortage of around 100,000 drivers and as I said, setting up the scheme could could um, uh, t- take a, quite some time as well. Uh, so, so there you go. Um, that you know that, that I mean, a more I would have thought a more um, uh, obvious scheme would would be uh, uh, to get the army in to to get the armed forces in to to to, to just start driving trucks. I mean, they've got people there already deployed, but ministers have kind of ruled that out. You know, they said they won't do it. Uh, so, look, there, there are also a million people unemployed in the UK. So a lot of people will get the unemployed to drive. But, you know, this is a specialist area. Not everyone can be licensed to drive these trucks. So perhaps more funding is needed to uh, to train more more drivers uh, to, because at the moment the process is quite long and laborious. There are also there's a lot of red tape involved because people who've got their license already have to sit further courses then, which many in the industry say are just a complete waste of time and a nonsense. So if they if they started reducing the red tape that's been introduced in the last year or two, I think that could speed up the process of getting more drivers on board and out there actually working rather than sitting at home. Uh, there are also five million people here on universal credit. Uh, this is a, a kind of a benefit that's paid. Sometimes it can be to top up existing work. Um, but five million people is a lot. You know, that, that would include things like sickness benefit as well. But there are also 600,000 people still on the job retention scheme, which uh, I, furlough scheme it's called. Hopefully that will end in, in a few days time. But employers are paid by the taxpayer to have staff sitting at home watching Netflix uh, 
long after the economy has, has opened up here. There's not many businesses that are completely closed. So a lot of people are saying that, well, you know, what are the government doing? We need to get more done and, and get it done fast. The, the ministers are coming on saying to people, don't panic, buy. But I don't think people are panic buying. Now, there's there's a, a, a road near me which runs into the high street and the traffic has been blocked up there all weekend. And I thought, is it is it roadworks? But when I walked down further and asked somebody, no, it's because people are queuing to, into a, to a petrol station, which is in a, a you know single lane road. So you've got one lane going that way, one lane going the other way. So if people are queuing, people can't get round and they're queuing from both sides. So it's blocked up the whole of the town uh, from both sides uh, for people queuing for petrol. Now, I don't believe people are going to sit there and queue for, for, for maybe two hours, two or three hours in some cases I heard on the news just to to fill up a jerry can or top up their car by, you know, five pounds worth of petrol. Most of these people queuing need need the petrol. They need the fuel. And then there's this this the rather amusing story. It's ironic, really, that the, the guy driving the, the tanker that comes to deliver the fuel can't get fuel himself. He has to go and, and queue up like everybody else to get fuel. So I, I don't understand that because he's got a tank full of fuel on the back, but he can't use that to put anything in his own uh uh, his own petrol tank uh, but that that's the rule now I, I remember in the old days that depots and police stations and uh, bus companies used to have their own supply of fuel they would have a maybe an underground tank and they'd have one of those petrol pumps there uh, so I don't, I don't know what happened to those um, maybe they're not used anymore but we hear of the emergency services not being able to get fuel uh, but but I thought depots should be really self-sufficient with their own fuel and I'm going back a few years but you know, you see this in, in you used to see this in police stations and that sort of they'd have the, their own pump there. Uh, but they seem to have done away with all that now. I don't, I don't know why. But, um, you know, we did have a fuel shortage due to a driver strike over 20 years ago. And they did bring in the army then. And that seemed to settle things down and, and get things sorted out. But I think uh, for ministers just to say, well, there isn't a problem. There's plenty of fuel. But that doesn't help anybody when they're, when they're queuing up outside a station for two hours to know that, oh, there is fuel, we just can't get them delivered. And and why should, uh, uh, you know, stop panic buying? I think the panic buying is over now. People are just buying because they're running out of fuel. They need to get to work. They and NHS workers need to get to work. Policemen need to get to work. All these things. And even the guy who drives the tanker can't get fuel. So this is, something's got to be done more than just telling people not to panic buy. I think, personally, I'd like to see the army brought in uh, to, to drive these trucks immediately because any other solution is, is weeks away. Um, you know, and I've got someone ma- making a comment here. Yeah, there's the media is the problem, uh, but, but I keep going on about it. Yeah, I, I think that that's true. Uh, BP kind of uh, started it um, with, with mentioning that there, there might be problems and, and that's all blown up now. So every time you switch the TV on, the media are, as, as Des says, blowing it up out of all proportion. I, I agree with that. But but I think now it's, you know, people I'm speaking to are running out of, of petrol or, or they, they, they can't go to work. You know, cab drivers, um, you know, different types of drivers, van drivers, delivery drivers, they can't get out. Perhaps now people have to actually walk to a shop to buy something. Who, oh, my God, you have to go walk to a supermarket to get your shopping or you might have to, to walk to a shop to, to buy something instead of getting it on Amazon. Uh, but as I was saying last week, this seems to be a convenient excuse for companies like Amazon and FedEx to bring in driverless vehicles or drone deliveries and then start, you know, getting rid of drivers altogether. Uh, in, in, 
in Texas, the, the FedEx are already trialing a driverless truck, one of these huge, big juggernaut trucks, you know, woo-hoo. Uh, and they're, they're trialing them without drivers, but they've got a backup driver in the truck during the trial to drive 300 miles to deliver parcels uh, to, to other depots. So that's coming. And, you know, it won't be long before that's here because the technology is already here. They, they just need to roll it out and get it get it out there. But it would seem convenient that suddenly there's this big shortage of drivers everywhere. And I never heard of this. I mean, did did anybody else hear about a shortage of drivers until about a week or so ago? Um, and and now at, at the same time, there's this in the wings, there's this saviors come in. Oh, we can deliver your stuff by drone or we can use driverless vehicles. We don't need, you know, all these things these drivers causing trouble, Let, let's get rid of them. And you stay at home on, on universal credit or on universal basic income and watch Netflix because, you know, we're building more studios now in the UK. We're building in Hertfordshire, three studios have been built to produce more TV, more fodder for the people to sit at home and watch TV. That Maybe I'm going a bit far here. I, I don't know. But it does seem convenient that these things are are happening around us as 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 we're into this strike because... Um, not this strike, but this this shortage. So just watch out for that. I'm sure you'll hear more of these these driverless vehicles, and it's just part of that AI technology that will eventually wipe out tens of millions of jobs. Now that might sound a bit negative, but I've looked into this. Three million drivers in the in America alone. Three million truck drivers. Uh, so um, that that's that's a factor. If 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 most of those go, that's millions of jobs gone already. Uh, and then you know you've got um, uh, all the cab drivers, they're already testing out driverless cabs. Uber have got a, a scheme uh, for, for driverless taxis in China. They're already, um, uh, you know, um, using these, these some of these driverless taxis and driverless buses. Now, I know we've got driverless trains on the underground here, but that's different when you're just going up and down a track. But for the for, for a bus or, or a cab to move through the traffic is quite a feat. But that, that technology is, is here. Um, and, and another company from Des, how is it that the driver shortage appears to have only come up to light in the last couple of months? Well, I agree. I, I didn't hear about this. And in case you're blaming Brexit, I think Brexit is a factor. But I think a lot of people went home from Europe during the lockdown, not not after Brexit. Um, in fact, most of the Eastern Europeans I know have not gone home at all. They're still here. But yeah, the, people definitely did go. Landlords told me that they were losing tenants in particularly in HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, where people decided, look, you know, the, the shop I work for, or the pub or the restaurant I work for is closed. I'm going to go back home to, to Europe and sit it out until, you know, things change. So, yeah, some did go back during that lockdown. And that's when I think the damage was done, the lockdown uh, to, to businesses and, 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 and everything else. Brexit, I don't think, made a huge difference because five million people got residence during that run up to Brexit. They made it very easy for Europeans to get residence, much easier than if you were, say, from India or the Philippines, where you had to pay a lot of money to become a resident. They made it so easy for Europeans to, to apply and get residency. So I think most of them who, who wanted it have got it. And during that time, they could have come here anyway and just stayed with, with limited paperwork. So uh, I can't necessarily blame Brexit for everything. Uh, so so there you go. That's that's my thoughts on 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 what's happening at the moment. I, I hope things get better. Uh, but I, I, you know, the way it's going at the moment, if the ministers are just saying, well, don't panic, don't don't panic by. I don't think that's going to, to solve the problem, frankly. You've got to do a bit more than that. Um, and if, if you're worried about key workers, then, you know, 
maybe let key workers jump jump ahead of the queue and get get fuel. I, I think that that's that's the answer. But then who's going to manage that? You know, the guy sitting inside the, the petrol station. Sometimes there's only one or two of them in there. He can't be running out in the road checking people's badges and stuff like that. You know, that this takes some management here uh, because the, the 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 cars are literally queuing up down the road at the moment. And uh, you know, I've certainly sort of cancelled trips now. I'm thinking, well, I, I was going to go, go somewhere this this coming weekend. I'm not going to go now because what if I I go there and then I you know run out of petrol on the way back or whatever. You know, what if I use all my petrol and can't get any more after that? So I've got to think about essential journeys only, or or, or using public transport where I where I can. So 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 there you go. Um, now, have you ever thought about um, maybe making a bit of extra money from from property? Uh, now, a lot of people think you need money to buy property or, or to be in property. It was not really true because you, you can get into property uh, without necessarily uh, having money yourself. There are lots of strategies and that, that's going to be discussed in a free webinar uh, Sunday, the 3rd of October. It's um, it's, a, it's a property networking webinar. So you can also link up with people. You can go there live or you can listen to it on, on Zoom. Uh, and I'd say... It's definitely worth worth doing. It's a free webinar, so I'm putting the link up here at the bottom. If you're interested in getting into property but not quite sure how or just want to, to learn more from other people, learn from speakers, then, then do click on that link down there and, and, and join in. So so thanks very much for everyone uh, uh, joining in, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 